only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com That's subliminalsf.com dot myshopify.com and experience subliminal sf hey you open micer in san francisco comedy scene maybe you want time to do jokes well this is the place to do it mutiny radio we have three open mic a week just for you Monday's Joke Workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics, wonderful, hilarious people in the scene. Get to know them. Hang out. Do a set. Have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm. And come in on Saturdays from 4 to 6. Get long sets, because no one ever shows up, so it's like stage time, and people can listen. Come on by to Mutiny Radio. Get your comedy on, baby. Tigers, you never have to ride alone. Even though we're lawyers, riding is in our blood. Trust Law Tigers to help after a motorcycle accident. Without representation, there are no guarantees you'll get a fair shake. Call 1-800-LAWTIGERS, that's 529-8443, or visit their website at lawtigers.com for a motorcycle lawyer in any state. 
That's Law Tigers, Americans Motorcycle Lawyers at www.lawtigers.com. Never ride alone. Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Mr. Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Carmen Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. Good feeling. I am a Hey, caller, you're on the air. Just one second. Just hold tight. And I will cut the Blake. Henry. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Hulahan. All right. We've got a live caller on the line here, MutinyRadio.fm. Hi, caller. Hi, Pam. How are you? Hi, who Hi. is it? Spiegelman. Hey, Spiegelman. Spiegelman. I was just talking to Carl on the face face of my books. Oh, yeah. Uh, can we talk shop on the air? If you're going to be in the studio Sunday, can you play our Wednesday... Uh, 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 festival show. Absolutely. Uh, Whichever okay. one. I just... have saved it. Yeah. I don't have it on the night playlist. Again, this is inside baseball for anyone still listening. But if you can get it from the Amadeus computer, or I, I made a backup copy. I yep. can give you the House of Pine episode. 
Yeah, the House of Pride episode. That's it's already on the website. It's easy for me to take off and move over there and let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman will still be happening on Sunday from two yeah. to four. This is gonna be an episode that not our listeners haven't heard yet unless they were listening every day and listening to the backlog of festival shows. It's one of the great festival shows. It has uh, Colin Braun and uh, Billy Joe Gillespie. Billy Joe Gillespie, absolutely. I know exactly which one that is, yeah. and we'll play it on Sunday. And um, I'm, we're Mutiny uh, Radio. We're we're essential. Give us a call four one five 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 zero zero five one one. Thanks, hey, Michael. Can I get advice to everyone who's listening. What happened? Before I go, Pam, uh, if you have extra cash in Venmo, send it to Pam at Mutiny Radio. <laughs> it's important to keep the same ground time here every day, and we totally appreciate what you're doing. If you have extra cash, give it, send it her way. I'm gonna do that too. Okay, Pam. Thank you so much, Mike. Yay, Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman every Sunday here at Mutiny Radio. Yes, yeah, so we are in the studio live right now. We as in me as in the queen. And give me a call, 415-550-0511. Tell me about how your quarantine is going and um, <laughs> what you're doing to stay safe and sane out there with uh, <laughs> the, the conversations last night rolled around like, what are people going to do for Tinder dating? How are people going to meet each other? And a lot of people are doing um, these uh, like virtual happy hours that people are using Zoom. Zoom is growing. Everyone loves the Zoom. So uh, check that out. We're here at Mutiny Radio and going to play some music. And I'll be back with more people. Call in 415 <laughs>
Radio, you're live on air. Yeah, welcome to Mutiny uh, Radio. My name's Daenerys, aka Detox. Is this Pam? Hey, Detox. Welcome to Mutiny Radio. Oh, yeah. FM. So glad that you called in. What are you guys doing today? I'm out here quarantined on the peninsula. Guys, well, there are no guys today. It's just Pam thus far. Uh, there have been some guys in the past that have been coming by this week. Uh, it's, I'm uh, not comfortable with the term gals, so I use guys. No, 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 it's, it's fine. No, they are all guys. It's been uh, Sam Carroll, Pancake, and Nathan Lowe dropping by this week multiple times. But they've already been here, and I'm not – I don't come in contact with any children or old people. And I've really only been here in my house. So, And San Francisco yeah, said not, that – I'm not – I got nothing against people who are – Yeah, I did a radio show uh, two nights ago, too. In fact, radio is kind of cool because you could talk to like a lot of people, and you don't ever risk anybody getting harmed. It's it, almost like the safest way. Exactly. We've been having people call in here straight into the studio four one five 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 zero zero five one one, just like you did, and we're asking them, you know, how they're holding it together and and what they're doing, and even conspiracy theories, what people believe in. It's we've gotten pretty. Things have gotten pretty wacky here the past couple of days. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I, I'm a natural person who doesn't like to panic about anything. Sure. So I, I kind of just started preparing and wearing the mask as a joke early on. Uh, and I just eased myself into it. I think I've been through so much trauma in my life that this is actually really exciting for me, to be honest. <laughs> I've, I'm having it, a great time in the apocalypse. I've been having like... I've just been appreciating every moment and especially all the moments I've been able to have here at Mutiny Radio. I'm like, oh my gosh, I still get to have my artistic outlet. So I feel so lucky and blessed, you know, like um like a hippie, I'm yeah. so blessed. But I really feel like that, that I have I haven't had to call my creative output because I yeah. you know, it's it's I I and love I, radio. Too, I'm still writing jokes and I'm just like putting them on social media more now. Yeah. And uh, I actually feel like there's some... The first thing I wanted to do when it started happening was highlight all the bright spots, like all the deals, pandemic deals, all the little creases that are opening up opportunities because of this. Because you got to look at the bright side, I feel like. Sure, absolutely. You know, like people 
who have Metro PCS telephone telephones, they get like two free months, I think, if they go and they Wow. The Thanks, Metro PCS. You know? My, yeah, um, and then they, they bought T-Mobile, so I think T-Mobile qualifies. You know, well, it's it's so hard here, specifically in San Francisco, because I'm in the service industry. Most of the people I know are in the service industry. I'm a bar rat. Like my entire social structure is based around a bar. And so and my friends, the people I am not seeing, it's like, oh, my gosh, how do I? I mean, that was my living room was Bender's and all the people yeah. that I saw and shared my life with. And suddenly my entire community is gone. And I know that there are hundreds of bars in San Francisco that are just like that, that have their regulars and that's their it's community weird. and their community yeah, is I, gone. It's gone. But I, I also seen like the black market is really prospering in this, you know, because people who are black market minded, <laughs> they've never been affected by laws or regulation or anything. So it's like we're out here, you know, I was able to, uh, sell a couple of my wares more often than usual. You know, just things like uh, like that opportunities. Also, I was looking at people as a whole, and I really feel like our society is just overflowed with egos and egotistical behavior. And I think that this is just this huge, massive humbling going on. Oh, can you see that? Almost like I mean, and I feel like people who've been struggling a lot have been humbled more by life already, and and they're a little more comfortable under these conditions because they've been here longer. Sure. If that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. And I feel people out of touch, maybe, you know, customers or certain people who really don't have to deal with the hardships of life very often are, I feel like they're panicking more. They're buying more toilet paper. They're getting more aggressive. But Definitely. this whole thing, in a way, is kind of humbling them a little bit. Well, I, I live in the Tenderloin, and so the same people are still living in tents on the street. You know, right. it's it's quite intense. But that's they're they're the same they're like everything's pretty much the same but i'm wondering when when access to food or if any anything like that starts breaking down how quickly will we devolve it'll get ugly fast but i know right. that's the impending doom um it's kind of feel too like uh this like everyone's going, what are they going to say at the next press conference? Right. I've noticed this pattern of like a lot of like crazy text messages going out. Like tonight they're going to announce this, they're going to announce this. And then every single announcement is underwhelming in comparison to the text messages that go around. Sure. So I feel like there's this system somehow, I don't know how it's created itself or if it's deliberate, but that, uh, like say we're headed to martial law. Well, it's, I feel like they don't. They know better than to drop the hammer on us right. and just put us in martial law. So they they'll start with the most hot, the hot spots and they'll start by holding their hand. Then they handcuff them to their room, you know, and then they spread out to to a wider spot. Because when they started going around the, from county to county saying they're going to all be secure to home or whatever, I was like, well, then I can see the trend there. Eventually, the whole country is going to be that way. You know, it's just like a safer way for them to control us without us. Well, it's out. it's a it's an interesting method of social engineering to put out texts right. that are more hyperbolic and more inflammatory than the actual message. So if they continue doing that, they start to lower our defenses because we go, oh, see, it wasn't that bad. Oh, it exactly. wasn't that bad. Oh, I thought it was going to be this. Oh, but it was really I just thought, this. Yeah. And then yeah, suddenly, yeah. And you just got rid of those texts, and you just only see the 
the things happening would be a little more shocking than things. Right. You know, if they're conditioning us to be able to deal with it, which is how, is how you deal with people. Sure. You know? Well, that's how you deal with It's the same thing about a frog. If you put a frog in a pot of boiling water, it'll jump out. If you put a frog in a pot of warm water and turn the heat on, it'll eventually cook. <laughs> because... I just heard that recently. That's exactly where that thing's kind of going on. Yeah. Now, that, I don't... I don't mean to say I don't know conspiracy. I love conspiracy theories because sometimes they're partially true, but I don't like to invest all my coins in one of them or anything. But I, I, I would say if they felt martial law was important, that this would be a good way to do it. But there are some really good uh, conspiracy theories out there. You know, like the man-made one where China is attacking us with bio warfare. Oh, I heard that one, uh, and that they feel. <laughs> someone told me. China's attacking us, and if you notice that, like, they, since there are so many more people, there's no way that they could, uh, like, they knew they would survive this thing, but oh. they knew smaller countries like us who are super Western civilized or whatever, that we wouldn't be able to handle it. Well, also, also they were, they're, they're more equipped to handle it because they've already dealt with the bird flu and H1N1 and the, the swine flu, and they learned from those pandemics in 2012 or whenever they were how to put things on motherfucking lockdown and that's what they did yeah. i have a, a buddy who called in yesterday and one of uh, this is like secondhand thirdhand information but she has a friend who actually lives in wuhan province and said that she had to fill out paperwork to go to leave the house to go to the store there was paperwork to fill out she had to get these papers she got them she went out to the store and when she came back People in hazmat suits like sprayed her down with some crazy chemical before she was allowed yeah. to go back into her building. And then the papers were like, you know, put in a place. And but they are on fucking lockdown because they have so, to be. So when people saw these videos coming up over here, that's a difference. Over here, we saw it. We're like, oh no, it's terrible. Whereas over there, the country's already got their people on lock anyways. Right. You know, right. one of the things that we don't like that we want our freedoms and stuff. You know, maybe it does make sense to chase someone down a subway and shut that shit down. Right. You know, <laughs> exactly. Well, it depends. And it's and but that's the other thing is, I mean, it must be so difficult to have the information and not know when or how to disseminate it because they don't want us to freak out because Americans exactly. have guns and and who knows what it's going to how things will devolve and what will happen. So it's like, keep us calm. Oh, yeah. Keep us watching Netflix. That was the scariest also, news that came out yesterday was that, get off Netflix. Don't break Netflix. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. One of the first things I noticed was when, when, when social media goes down, what are you guys going to do? We're going to be screwed. We're going to be yeah. sitting inside of our TVs. <laughs> right, right. Everyone's going to really start panicking. Uh, <laughs> Well, I've been, I mean, I've just been writing like crazy. I've been really, really creative. I've written like six poems now, a song, two new jokes, and we've been yeah, doing just too. tons and tons and tons of time live on air and talking to people, interviewing people, making more podcasts. So for me, I'm yeah. finding this to be like, I have so much creative stuff to do on my own. I'm like, oh, I should really be editing my novels right now. Like, what am I, why am I right, here at the I radio really when I... editing my podcast, uh, Shout right. to Warhol, to remind me that. But yeah, I uh, also, I noticed too, one thing that's been funny within our society is that the preppers, this is like a prepper's holiday. Oh, yeah. Like every prepper is just told you so, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely, 100%. 
slam dunk in their uh, face mask. But what I was thinking is that, you know, I wonder if the Clippers, you know, saved enough cigarettes. You know, because <laughs> I, I think that this is also going to scare the fuck out of well, you know, we like, talked about, the hell out of the Preppers, right? We talked so about, they're it's the same way about heroin. What do the heroin addicts do? What are the people that are on the perks? What are the what are the people oh, you know that have been hoarding pills or they've been on? What are the drug addicts doing? Like, how are they getting their fix? Is it still out there? Are they going outside? What's going to happen during martial law when you do crack and there ain't no more crack? Like, what? Yeah. Because I mean, I can hang without the, cigarettes, the but they let on like people who break into cars. You know. I, I recently read that and I read a thing where they're letting out a lot of criminals who they, they're not going to be in there very long. <clears throat> and it turned out, so like some guy was talking about like 20 people got let loose who were, who were like in there for breaking in the cars and stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it is become this in- kind of plot. And I, the the plot thickens. Uh, Also, on this street, on 21st Street, I just saw a guy who he had been living in his uh, minivan. Someone bashed in all of his windows, and there's just shards of diamond glass all over the street, and he was sweeping it up. And I I was just, I felt so badly for this guy. He lives in his fucking car, and somebody just smashed all his windows. That is so fucked up. Because it's like now at a time when uh, our glass, you know, uh, are they essential? Like, what are the essential businesses that are still open? And he now has no windows in his minivan. And it's like, oh, what the fuck, man? Like, especially right now at this time. And that's the stuff that worries me is that on 20th Street, there's um, a place called Salumeria and there's another one called Flower and Water. And they already boarded up their windows. They put boards on their big... And so I worry about, like, Mutiny Radio, we have one big window that has safety um, with yeah. the other window is just a fucking window, and I'm like, I just don't want hooligans to start roaming the street and be like breaking windows is fun, because then it's like, oh no, right. you know what do I do? I'm I'm just hoping we don't. I hope that humanity prevails, or that we can learn whether people are inherently good or inherently bad. And I hope yeah, that people was, that live here are inherently good. I was temporarily excited about looting potentially. I, I don't loot. I never have, but. I was thinking, yeah, you know, I do need a couple things. Uh, but then I start start thinking about it, and it's like there's no big and tall stores that are going to be looted, you know. So honestly, like, you just go shopping. It's not going to be enough for me, you know. I might as well not, you know. If anything, I just get caught with the one guy breaking into a big and tall store. They'll just they'll just arrest me. I can't run fast enough. That's so funny. But yeah, I can't get any new suits for the apocalypse. Yeah, no clothes right? that'll fit. Yeah, I haven't bought clothes at a store. That's not a big and tall store in so long. But yeah, looting is not good unless you walk up on it and the store is completely empty already and you're starving, you know, then. uh, Well, and that's the thing is when do our survival, (laughs) when do our survival instincts kick in and how quickly do they and when do we feel threatened? And so right now they're trying to help us. And because when you feel threatened. Yeah, exactly. That's what the government's doing, right? They're just trying to keep us at bay. Because when you're threatened, you panic. multiple outcomes that could happen you know, it could be a couple months or weeks, and it could be like all oh, the rest of the year. It could be the end of the world. Who knows? We don't know. You know, there's a lot of options. So they're trying to obviously keep us chill. Well, but we have to because fear breeds panic, or th- being threatened creates fear. Feeling fear creates panic. Panic creates unpredictable behavior. 
When people are in survival mode and they're fight or flight, they are unpredictable as fuck. I think more people will get run over by cars because people are just trying to squeal out of here so quickly and they're just not thinking. And it'll be like we have yeah, to Yeah, the keep... people are the what to be afraid of. Well, it's just because you know, people not, are not unpredictable. So much the virus. We can all sit in the room, you right. know. But it's when people start getting scared. And well, it's because and stuff. the virus is predictable. We can see where it's going. We can see what the vectors are. But that's the problem is that when we have people making choices, we can't force anybody's – well, at least in the United States, we can't force anybody's choices. looks like in other places they can go – Lock it down, bitches. And here we're still like, oh, we're kind of walking around and the bus still works and I don't know and what's essential. So is the right. weed store open? Oh, my God. So that's how. Yeah, it's it's weird. I'm somewhere in between on all of it because I just uh, – I don't want to panic. And I don't think people should be out and about just – I think I think there's this thing – I was telling my son and some people that it's really possible that the younger generation will – if anything, just view this entire thing as a huge annoyance. You know, like, this is annoying. Everyone was bugging out for no big deal. Because if we do get grips on it, uh, and, and the, the facts supposedly are that young generation doesn't get it as much or might not even show any symptoms, then if we kind of curb this whole thing and it goes away, they're going to, you know, only the ones who have lost a grandmother or something like that or a grandfather, are going to really feel it, but the rest of them are going to just feel like this crazy thing. Just well, it's another, them. for them, it's just another cold. But that's the thing is that this is one, and then there can be another one. So I didn't take bird flu seriously. I didn't take swine flu seriously. I was like, eh, right. whatever. What is this? I don't know. I don't understand. It's over there in China. But now all of a sudden, yeah. it's a glo- it, we're seeing how we are a global society, and that right. this is just one, this is, Mother Nature saying, motherfucker, there's too many of you. And there's going to be another one after this, and there'll be another one after that, because that's yeah. what happens with viruses. They mutate. They change. They become, you know, they... You and it just naturally selects the weakest, right? It's just like... <laughs> right. Yeah, oh, do you have... People do, and people with underlying health concerns, which is scary, but still... It's like I have a son, and I'm just like, well, I feel a little better. Well, it's not the other way around. Here's you know the I mean? scary. Like, here's the scary thing for America is it literally puts our whole way of life at risk because they love it when we have diabetes. They love it when we have heart disease. They love it when we smoke right. and we're infirmed and we have to go to the hospital. They love it because they make money off it. They love Definitely it when we have right high on. blood pressure. They love it. So now all of a sudden we have this huge swath of people that are sick. I mean, 33 percent of the entire United States is obese. That means that they're at risk for something like this. If you have a fat, unhealthy person and you give them a fucked up virus, they might not be the ones to survive. We're not worried about me, the 45-year-old lady that, you know, walks five miles a day. I am, that is, I'm not worried, but it's, it's yeah, the 33% of that the was, United like States. The first thing when they were like, uh, hey, exactly that. When they're like, don't worry, only people who are old and have underlying health conditions are dying. And I was just like, well, slow the fuck down. You're scared, dude. Because <laughs> I'm not that young and I'm overweight. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's not as cool as you guys think. You know, so I'm, I'm on both sides. But one thing I don't like is the kind of uh, tattletaling type situation going on. There's a bar where I live, right by where I live. And I was listening to the radio. They're talking where I get the news from when I'm in my car. And 
they had some reporter. He's like, this is the third time today I went into this bar, and supposedly they're only giving drinks to people waiting for their food order. Let's see if their food has come yet, right? So they go in the bar, and the two guys are still sitting there, and the guy's just like, uh, like Stanley on your side, he just roasts the, the business, you know? <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, is that really necessary to get out of your house, to go out, and now you're going to go fucking talk hella shit, and you're going to go... Uh, you're going to go dry snitch on somebody. Yeah. Don't do In that. fact, right now, security, right next time I'm watching, I'm currently watching a security guard beat up a homeless guy who just stole a piece of bread and some cereal. Dear Lord. You know? Because I'm in my car. Yeah. Safety in the safe haven of my... Yeah, see, hey, look, it's about to happen right now. They are literally flashing out the security guard. So I'm at Safeway in River City. Wow. The guy, I guess, walked out with some groceries. He tried to steal a piece of Wonder Loaf, bread of Wonder Bread, and some Apple Jacks. I didn't even know they still made those. And the security guard just went ape crazy on him and tackled him. Oh, my God. That's like $5 worth of stuff. And he For should real. have food stamps. Why can't some? I mean, God damn it. If I was standing there, I'd be like, hey, I got my food stamp card. Let me pay for it for this guy. Like, everyone right now should have food stamps. If there should I, be emergency yeah, if I food stamps. I had money on my food stamp card, I would. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my food stamp card's tapped out for a few weeks, but you know, yeah, I got it's you. not easy out here. No, I hear but you. But no, that's what I'm saying. And so it's like the title telling. That's a perfect example. So, to me, humanity needs to come first. Sometimes when people want to, like, even the bar situation, you're gonna put this place out of business. They're selling food left and right. They got two guys here having a drink. Uh, two old guys, by the way. It's you know they're doing their own thing. And uh, I don't think putting on national radio and blasting them and, and trying to kill this business and getting a bunch of people. Because another thing that's going on is the whole mob mentality that we live with now. And it's like you got to be careful <clears throat> what you throw out there because then everybody jumps on, yeah. on the bandwagon. You know, that's pretty unfortunate, this guy. He probably was... 105 pounds. Oh, and you know what? The other thing is that what's more important, the $5 worth of food or social distancing right now. So the security yeah, guard that just tackled him, guy. what's more what's what what in, what inspires more safety? Giving somebody letting somebody have it's wonder bread. It's shitty bread. Jesus Christ. I know. <laughs> and apple jacks, I mean what a snack. But like that just that's crazy to me. I was thinking about that the other day with police officers too is if you're trying to maintain social distancing, how do you restrain someone? Do you need to restrain someone? How about we stop restraining people? How about that? Like, yeah. But why don't we just why don't we just send that guy, the security guard, home and let him be with his family? Yeah, and exactly. To society in a healthier way. Sure. <laughs> yeah, talk to your kids. Get them some apple jacks. Pour them a bowl. People, yeah. You know. <laughs> it's crazy. Obviously, so, the guy's probably so bored in there. He's looking for something to do. Anything it's, to that's do. what I mean. It's just out of, out of whack. So how is it affecting you that your super cool crazy horse situation and all your shows and comedy, how, how is that affecting you that your, your stage so outlet Thursday is trying to we shut down? So Thursday we have a podcast, an interview, uh, somebody, and that got canceled. Oh. I was actually surprised. The, the crazy horse was open since they don't have a bar. They're open longer than a lot of the other strip clubs. Right, because they were a theater. Yeah. Yeah, they're actually advertising Thursday's uh, interview like on Monday. So wow. <laughs> I, was, 
this part, I was like, oh, I guess they thought they were going to keep it open. That's funny. Yeah, they thought they were keeping it open. Uh, but well, you know, as long as you end. didn't do lap dances, you could probably get away with it because of social distancing. Honestly, right. if you yeah, had I the mean, girls come on stage one at a time and you didn't have them pass each other and they had a special distance, and if you maybe every time they danced, they came out the with like a – they had to Swiffer first. So, like, they had to Swiffer with something before they danced, and then everybody was the six feet, and they were six feet from each other. You could get at least, yeah. I mean. Yeah, if you had masks on everybody and gloves, you could yeah. get, you could almost have them sit next to each other. Almost. And then, I mean, you're not supposed yeah. to have groups of more than ten, which is fine. I've been, One stripper, I've been two strippers, eight guys. And the lap dances at the Crazy Horse, and I'm not trying to toot their horn, but. The lap dances at the Crazy Horse are better. There's a lot more impact in social lack of social distancing at their lap dances. Sure. You know, because like in Redwood City, there's a strip club, and they've all, they've been using the social distancing law since they've opened their doors. You're not right. allowed to touch sure. the girls. Yeah. You know, they have their lap dance booth consists of a chair facing a table that's about five feet high, and the girls right up on the table, and you're not allowed to even get close or lean into that. Right, thing. you can't even no touch, no touchy. No touching, you know. So, so yeah, uh, it has been affecting us. However, uh, somebody really dear and close to me has suggested that I invest in Pornhub during this because ah. Pornhub's taking quite a peak, much like Zoom. Sure, sure. Everyone's zooming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're 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 doing well, you know, because people are at home. And I think, too, it's going to change. You know, this is going to be a few months, I'm, I'm assuming. So it's going to change the way that, that we conduct business in the future. I just have a feeling that they're going to kind of put in things in business that kind of safeguard us from stuff like when you this know, happens again. I've always wanted to shoot a porn here at Mutiny Radio, but I don't know if I'm a good enough actress to play the part of a stepmom, you know? Yeah, well, you know, you're an artist, and artists are always a little harder on themselves. <laughs> Be an overcritical. <laughs> well, yeah, well, uh, I'm sure I, I'm sure I could be hard on myself. Yep, that would be yeah. fun. It would be yeah, no. <laughs> stepmom fantasy. Step. Start with yeah. a start with a <laughs> masturbation scene, and then it it turn into something else. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There yeah, we right go. now, sex toys are probably flying off the shelves. Um, Absolutely. Well, you know, uh, if you're having to um, shelter in residence. With someone super sexy, hey, ain't no, ain't no shame, baby. Stay inside, hey, yeah, do your thing, get it was, done. Exactly. You oh my it. gosh. My buddy's in that. A friend of mine's wife is gorgeous, you know. And 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 I, I think it was Jerry Love brought it up online, but he had a good point that some of the people are at home right now, quarantined with somebody that they hate. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're at the tail end of your relationship where you're about to get divorced, it's like. Kind of a bummer, you know. Sure. Yeah. Instead of being like, "What? Let's play strip Scrabble, baby." That's my. I'm like, (laughs) I bet you, I bet you, I beat you in Scrabble. What are we betting? (laughs) Yeah, you're uh, fighting over everything. You're fighting over the quarantine. You're fighting over mask, gloves, social distancing. (laughs) In one way, that it's kind of a relief for me to not have to to have my space. I'm a. I'm good being around myself. I'm one of those people who has to have. I'm, I like being around a lot of people, but I also have to, at the end of the day, be by myself oh, I'm, and have my time. I'm know? super stoked with – I mean, I've been at the radio a lot more, and I, I almost feel like there's not enough time. I haven't really watched any – last night I watched Westworld, but that's the first thing I've watched almost all week because I've been so fucking busy I don't have time to watch 
to watch anything yeah. on TV because I've been creating so much. Even today, I felt like I typed out a bunch of poems that I had written last week, and I was like, all right. I'm just – and I hate to be like, oh, I feel so creative and everything's good, but I'm I'm the happiest I've ever been, and we're in an apocalypse. So what? Yeah, no, I, like, I wasn't lying when I, I said the other day. It's like you, you got to admit that this is a little bit fun. You know, and then I start thinking, hey, maybe it's because I, I have gone through a rough life. But but I do – I kind of enjoy, like – I don't know. It's bringing everybody together. We're all going through the same thing. Yeah. You know, we can. There's a conversation to be had with every human being right now. Absolutely. How's it going? As long as yeah. you're six feet apart, have a yeah, conversation about, yeah. six feet apart, or on the phone four one five 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 zero zero five one one. Two people or six people will start barking at you. You know, from around. You got to be careful. I, I I noticed when I was wearing the mask, like early on, it was even a thing. You know, in the first couple of weeks, I was wearing the mask in the grocery store. And I was just trying to be safe. Nobody in the store had a single mask on, not even the workers still. I thought that's crazy. Uh, but everybody was terrified of me. <clears throat> and I was thinking... Terrified of you? Of me. Yeah, I was thinking how like people are afraid of people who are afraid. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? They're like looking at me. They think I have it or they don't. They don't know. Well, there's you been know. a lot of there's been a lot of um, racism and dog whistling, even by the president, when he keeps calling it. He tweeted out that he called it the Chinese virus, that p- pile of dog shit. And even oh, on his yeah. big, even on his big talky talk thing the other day, he called it. He opened with that, and that is just basically signaling. Leader. It's signaling racists that it's okay to be fucking racist. This is called the it coronavirus. Is. It's called COVID nineteen. It has nothing to do. It is not the Chinese virus. Yes, it started in China, but you don't sure. call it. That. His mannerisms, the way he talks, rolls his eyes, flicks the paper out of his hand. All of it. All that stuff is so douchebaggery. It's like such punk shit. And, and the worst part is that's our fearless leader, you exactly. know? Exactly. Like, who's leading us Who's leading us into racism? This is... <laughs> yeah. I mean, this I is what they've not. always wanted. I thought that they Speaking wanted us to have... I thought they wanted us to have a race war with each other in the United States, but now I see on a global scale they want to have us have us have a race war with other countries. And I'm like, this shouldn't be one country against another. We should be recognizing in this time of crisis that the world is one, that everything affects all of us, that if you do right. underground um, bomb testing in Pakistan, it could affect Fiji. If we, you know, test things in New Mexico – you can have fallout in Japan. Fukushima right. is worldwide. Like this, we need to start it still thinking. Still can affect us, you know. And it has been. I think we've just been pretending like it's Well, global like warming. When- We're. I even think that maybe this COVID nineteen was something that was released from the dormancy because it was chilling in the fucking ice caps when we lost all our glaciers what were we trapping in those glaciers probably all kinds of weird dinosaur diseases and they melted so fast and they're in the air and you know what i'm making all this up i don't know i've just conspiracy theories or whatever but yeah i watched uh have you watched uh outbreak or or contagion no i i haven't not since i think i watched i mean outbreak was from what 87 yeah. So I watched I, I it back watched then. That. It, that's the one yeah. with the monkeys. And then the other one, Contagion, was like 2012. I think I might have seen them once, but it's I don't want to rewatch these things because then all of a sudden I'm going <laughs> to be neither. like, 
Well, like, I think the family, I have the family who's like at the super pinnacle of like terrifyingly dangerous sometimes. They can just get so scared. And oh, absolutely. They're like saying, I want to get the virus because that way I can get, get it out of my system. You know, that kind of shit. Right, the, the like, chicken pox effect. Like, like, the the cool South family. Park chicken pox effect. Spit in my mouth. Let's all go to a party and spit in each other's mouths so we'll all get yeah. chicken pox. So, so that I everyone will get it. Of course, she pops it on, you know. Um, but... Uh, and we were socially distant, as usual. Now, then, uh, as uh, we're watching it, the one thing that was cool was that since it was worst case scenario, like a worst case, it did kind of put me at ease. You know, I'm like, hey, our eyes, there is no blood pouring out of our eyeballs. Yeah, you know, like, hey, <laughs> you're right. That is, a, you know what, bright off, side, bright know? side. There's the no... incubation period in the movie was 24 hours. Ah, you know? yeah. So it was a little worse case. It was worse sure. than this. All of a sudden, you're bleeding out your eyes and shitting out your asshole. Ouch. Tomorrow. Liquid I hot know. Pepsi. My insides <laughs> are made of molten brown lava. Yeah, that's what they said. When Terrible. I cut him open, his organs were garbage or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they look like they've been man. melted by lava. One last thing I was going to ask yeah, you. Yeah. What, what's in your... Um, What's in your quarantine stash? Like weed and food. Like oh, I have. I don't have hardly any food. I got tons of weed. I've got a bunch of. Um, I've got a bunch of boomers. I've got. Um, I got a little. I got a couple tabs of acid. I have a bunch of eggs. I have. Uh, right now, I have six hard-boiled eggs and twelve unhard, uh, just regular eggs. I have right. a lot of vegetables. I have um, potatoes, broccoli. Um, I have some half and half. I have. Um, what are they called? Uh, uh, zucchini. Um, yeah, I kind of went with snacks. You know, I got I had like chips, yeah, had bread, I peanut butter, jelly. I'm, well, I'm making my uh, own bread. I've been making pot bread, so that's still there. Um, nice. You got acid too. That's good. Yeah, I always I, wanted like, tons of beef die, jerky. I make my own beef one. jerky, so I have tons and tons of beef jerky. Um, yeah, you're good with that. Yeah, I mean, and I've got running water still, and uh, I, you know, I'm not, I'm having so much fun in the apocalypse. It doesn't seem real yet. It kind of feels like summer camp and that's gross and terrible to say. And I'm sorry for I that know. perspective, but it's because I feel like a teenage girl and I'm just, it's like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Like I've been, I've been presupposing this my whole life. I was raised so Christian and I read all of the revelations and I got so into the end times when I was like in fifth grade and I was doing so much yeah. research and I was so into like all of this post-apocalyptic antichrist end times thousand years throwing into the lake of fire having your name in the book all this kind of crazy shit and so for now this and I'm 45 years old we've never been on lockdown like this before this is something real is happening but I'm such a romantic and such a like crazy person that it it's like it's like I'm living in a fucking movie. I feel the same way, and I I, I really am. I, I'm not sure why I, I like it so much, <laughs> but I kind of I kind of feel like uh, I'm just not experiencing the panic because I feel like I've conditioned myself not to panic over things and to be sure. able to deal with hardship. And, like, one thing is I've always told myself if it's out of your control, it's out of your control. Right. Like, I'm truly living that now. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, it doesn't mean, because a lot of people think, because I have this attitude, that I'm not safe, I'm not social distancing myself, I'm not being 
careful, but I, I feel like I've been one of the most careful. I've literally removed myself from everybody. Yeah. You know, I've just been by myself. <clears throat> but, I, you know, I'm, I am being safe. It's just that I'm not, I'm choosing the, hey, like really looking at each part of it and saying, do I have any control over that? No. You know, yeah. I've already kind of given that approach to my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can only control the stuff I can control. Absolutely. And when I see other people panicking over somebody else, that's maybe not that dangerous or, uh, you know, and then, and then they're overlooking their own self. I kind of feel like that's a little hypocritical or unsafe. Worse off almost. I'm just you know, trying like, to take moment by moment and, and be as happy and appreciate. It's a beautiful day today. It's like the yep. weather is perfect and gorgeous and i'm like look at this i mean i'm just trying to appreciate the view you know like i still have a view so i'm gonna like and i, I know that sounds like hippy dippy lame but god i'm still like but I, it's the reality of life it's like really we, we we think that we're happy based on how many stocks we have in our e-trade portfolio whatever the hell we're doing but really life is about experience yeah. you know and i try to tell people yeah. that all the time you know, while they're like struggling, getting pissed off to reach some goal for next month. It's like, really, you got to find balance. You got to make sure you're enjoying every day yeah. you get to that day because it won't be worth it. When you get there, you'll say, this is it. And right. You'll just start to another goal. You really have to enjoy it and make uh, your everyday process. You know, some yeah. people are willing to sacrifice all for some long-term goal. <clears throat> and I just, uh, I realized a long time ago that that's not rewarding. Well, you know I, mean? I mean, if you're long, I mean, I don't even, I don't have any long-term goals. I'm just trying to appreciate the moment I'm in and, and stay alive to the end of the day and wake up tomorrow and have another opportunity to communicate with people and have a great podcast what, and play music and have people about, call in and all that stuff. What do you think stuff? about those video uh, open mics? Um, so I think that the whole Zoom thing is great. I don't have a smartphone. I'll never have a smartphone. It's just not something I'm willing to do. So it's kind of cut out to me. But also, I don't like myself on video. And I would be so self-conscious about seeing myself in the little square and how other people were seeing me in the light and the video. I'd, I'm just an auditory girl, you know? Like, I just, I've never really FaceTimed anyone. It's just not my bag. So yeah. I appreciate that other people are doing it, and I want to support them in the stage time that they so desperately need. But I have Mutiny Radio, so I don't need yeah. that. I have all the stage time I need and have ever needed. So I got it. Like I'm live streaming right now with you. You're calling in. People can call yeah. in from all over wherever. I, I signed up for one. I signed up for one, and then in traditional detox fashion i didn't make it you know That's, yeah of course uh which it felt really good because <laughs> sure. it felt like hey this is actually kind of like a real open mic i wasn't able to think yeah it wasn't even uh and i got booked on that radio thing so it was yeah. like that was another comedy like rewarding feeling sure. like oh I, I passed up an open mic to do a paid gig <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so I don't know if that's the thing. I kind of hope it doesn't get too carried away and that it doesn't stay that way for too long because I really think that um, the interpersonal part of comedy and mics and shows is like the, the unspoken. It's, that's everything to me. My friends. I miss my friends. My friends, yeah, that's, exactly. That's the hardest thing. Is I, And I'm so lucky because four of my – three of my friends, four of them really, have – making the I'm not telling people to come to Mutiny Radio but if people make a choice to come here and they've 
been I'm not if you haven't been here this week you're not allowed to come <laughs> but if you've already been here this week and you make that choice I'm fine with that keep yourself safe I'm using the same microphone I've been using all week someone else used it but we just disinfected it like I'm yeah. washing my hands constantly you know taking off clothes that I was wearing outside I mean I'm doing my best but I'm gonna keep the the station open and when people come here it's just it feels so fun you know and yeah and we're trying to keep it keep it going but also phone calls and everything else and and news trying to get the real news the thing that's been really bugging me is that things have been showing up in the news and then they just disappear like they're being taken down like some of that stuff right. about the senator who did insider trading about and sold yeah. like all the that stocks right be before like oh bro man like it was up and then it disappeared but we found it again it was like oh man so i feel like like you said earlier they're trying to cull certain information from us and give us other information and try to change the way we view whatever information they yeah. really want to give us. And they did that, right? They voted yeah. that in, so now YouTube can, uh, they can skew, they can pull videos and, and make sure we don't see certain things. Yeah, of course and they I can. Feel, like, I've been shadow banned, I feel like, my entire social media life. Shadow banned. Like, see, uh, it's already a term. Yeah, it's already been going on, but um, it's, I try not to, like, dive too much anxious energy into it yeah. because yeah. some people are like well that means the aliens are coming you know right, right, but right. i definitely the way i deal with it is i i don't take it as serious i, I start to learn to like understand well you're not going to see right. the important stuff here you know that kind right. of mentality that's well, why i stopped watching TV i'm making jokes about it i'm writing poems about it but i'm certainly not letting it frustrate kerfuffle or send me into any kind of panic. I, I'm, I really want to try to keep my yeah. thought process and reactions, you know, me logical. Too, there's got to be some middle ground, right, between right. Alex Jones and then just reality. Right, like the middle books. way. Sure, absolutely. Let's tell, I'll take the middle way. Detox, thank you so much for calling, and uh, give yes. us a call again. I'm going to be here till ten o'clock tonight. So if you want to call back and do a set. Feel free. Right on. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to put my mask on, my gloves on, and head up in here and try to pay for some Wonder Bread and not get tackled. You know, this is Safeway in Redwood City. My name is Detox. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so me. much, Detox. Bye. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, that was Detox on the line. You can give me a call, 415-550-0511. But until then... Let's listen to some Carpenters. I fucking love the Carpenters. She's like my favorite anorexic. She taught me. This is very exciting. Um, I read her autobiography years and years ago. Maybe it was a biography. I don't remember if it was auto or biographical. Either way, it was amazing. And one of the things she used to do, because, you know, she thought she was fat and she was super anorexic, is she would make these shakes. She called them her milkshakes. But they were skim milk, like 80 calories of skim milk. And then she'd blend them in ice. So it looked like a milkshake. And she'd try to fool people that she was eating. Karen Carpenter, everyone. Talking to myself and feeling old Sometimes I'd like to quit Nothing ever seems to fit Hanging around Nothing to do but frown Rainy days and Mondays always get me down 